0: Hello and welcome to a time of edification with Caruso Ministry. Get ready to be edified and equipped to edify others. Ready? Let's begin. So, we have tried to um, do a comment on First Corinthians 12, largely showing how that this is a conversation for people who have the Spirit of God. And then last week, importantly, one of the things that you know, we've seen from scripture was that what Paul was actually doing wasn't just about telling them about spiritual gifts. No. What we saw was that Paul was actually intentional about telling them need, about needs being met in the church. Remember that when he says that of administration or differences of administrations, it actually refers to differences of ministries or different ways needs are met in the church. Because one ministry literally means to serve, to meet a need. To supply literally, and so when you say difference of administrations, I think just means difference of ways needs differences of ways needs can be met in the church, but the same law, all right. And so we said um, from first question from verse 4 that says there are diversities of gifts for the same spirit. I explained that already that diversity there just refers to um different from the same source, all right, different things from the same source, diversity, diuretis, you know. And I try to use the description of when you cut a pineapple into different shares and then you give people of that pineapple, that they, they all came from just one bunch, all right? So when he says diversities of gifts, but the same spirit, all right, then he goes on to say there are differences of administration, but the same Lord, or differences of administration, differences of ways needs can be mentioned, different ways people can be blessed in the church, he says, but the same Lord. And lastly, he now says there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which works all along. Diversity of operations, and then we now say that of course diversity is explained diversity before operations is the word energia or energy or right, which means working. All right. So when he said diversity of operations, but it's the same God which works all know. He said diversity of workings, but it's the same God which works all in all. In other words, even though there are different ways we have workings, it is still God that does all those workings. That's what I'm trying to say. And yeah, so let me put that again. Diversity of operations is simply diversities of workings. It's the same word, enjima, or energy or energy, all right? It's the same word, energy, which means to walk. simply. When it says diversities of operations, it means diversities of workings, but it's the same God which works all in you know, right? In other words, even though there are different diversities, there are different of operations that you can see, however, it is still God who works all these operations together. And then last week, we explained what it is when he says all in you know. all. I don't want to go into so much of that because of time, but I'm just going to say this place and for folks who don't understand this phrase, just consult last week's teaching, to understand it better, that it is God who works all of the gifts collectively in all of the ministries individually. All of the gifts collectively in all of the ministries individually. In other words, let me put it this way. What this would mean is when Paul... This is something very key to understanding first Corinthians twelve down to first Corinthians fourteen. When Paul was introducing the concept of spiritual gifts to to people, he actually did not introduce the gifts on its own. He introduced the gifts within the context of ministries. And ministries don't think ministry gifts as by apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, no. Think of it fundamentally as how needs are met in the church. And when I say needs are met, I mean how needs are met supernaturally in the church. That was it. Notice Paul and something that like is very, very key because there's a way we can partition in our mind first Corinthians 12. I think the first part of first Corinthians 12 are for the gifts of the spirit, and then the remaining part of first Corinthians 12 are for the ministry gifts or ministry in the church. No, no, the entire context of first Corinthians 12 is actually gifts and ministries, and that's the reason why even before Paul begins to list out the gifts, he made those three important statements diversities of gifts for the same spirits. Difference of administration by the same Lord, diversities of operations, because the operations are actually how we see the gifts in manifestation. But it says it is God who works all those deeds in those ministries. Meaning, when you see a gift operation, it's not so much the gift itself as it is the means by which a need is being met, which now causes that gift to come out. For example, if you find somebody Listen, if you are so much on the gifts, all right, and you don't really pay attention to the need, you get things wrong. For example, a person who is sick and needs a healing, we will really not get much from a word of knowledge. And this what I'm trying to say. Like, you see somebody, for example, is on a wheelchair, all right, and then you have the word of knowledge for that person, and then you give them the word of knowledge. That means is you don't, you didn't really help that person because, okay, you don't talk to something about me, I, that I tell you, okay, that's fine, that's spectacular, that's no problem. But what I actually need is healing. So what that lets you realize is, it is not so much the gift. It's not about the this I want to do this gift. I want to do that No. What is more important is there a need to be met, supernaturally. All right. I introduce the spirit of God to that need. And because of that need, all right, there is a resultant effect of the spirit of God towards that need. That now comes out in a particular manifestation of the gift. So, even though at the end of the day this is somebody on a wheelchair, when I supply the spirit to that person, the supply of the spirits missing that need comes forth as a healing. Why? Because it is a healing that is needed for that person. So, at the end of the day, what matters more that Paul was actually trying to let you do was do not feed a gift outside ministry. Now, why is this important? It's important because we see. In the context of the Corinthian church in the first place, all right, um, um for some historical context, the issue in the Corinthian church wasn't that you we were not doing the things of the Spirit before. As I've shown you before, from 1 Corinthians 1, Proverbs 4, 7, you know, even Paul was, you know, thanking God for them, they were enriched by him in all sorts and knowledge. It's even as the testimony of Christ was confirming, thought that you come behind in no gift. Meaning, so Paul was saying that, you guys actually did not come behind in any gift. So the problem with this church was not that they did not have the gifts of the Spirit, no. The problem with them was that they were not doing it as they were supposed to. And so what Paul came to do was to establish order, which in the real sense, the order he was referring to was order that would lead to edification. I think i not people get very wrong, when we talk about order in the church, order, 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 you know, Paul spoke about order and so on and so forth. The order really wasn't that so in the church, none of us do not be standing and not be looking and so on. No, that's not the order. The order that Paul was actually referring to is so that people will be defined. So when so when Paul says, let all things be done decently and in order, what was actually referring to that is what about this in verse 26, that what, when we come together, what is it brethren? every one of you has a tongue, has a doctrine, has a sound, has a revelation, has an interpretation. it in, now in says, let all things be done decently and in order. So can you see, all things being done decently and in order is actually because every one of us has a sound. As a doctrine, as a tongue, as a revelation, as so all interpretation. So order in the church is actually edification. Order in the church is not everybody silent. I'm putting my hands down because the Holy Ghost is and nobody must talk. No, that's not order. All order that. All that in the church is actually edification. Is So, if somebody else comes out, your know, example, and you just giving us the knowledge, making yourself look all good, make yourself feel all fly, and then he's telling you, you know, your ATM and so on and so forth. And then somebody comes again, and then he tells you your best And when he comes again, and then, you know, he just does one funny stuff in front of you, and it's like, wow. Listen, at the end of the day, even if as they were doing all of those things, everybody was sitting down and watching them, and it was done in a very quiet and serious environment, the reality of it is still that. That was not order. Whereas, I mean, I I don't use an extreme explanation for this, but whereas, even if it's a place where you know it's a crowd, all right, a crowd of five thousand people, right, but still in that place we have sounds, we have interpretation, we have so on and so forth. Even if it is a crowd of five thousand people on a stadium where you don't even have chairs for them to sit down, that is order. Why? Because it will lead to education. Because people will come around and they will be blessed. Every one of them, so order in the church is actually edification. And so when Paul was trying to emphasize order in the church, what he was actually trying to emphasize was edification. Why? Because the gifts of the Spirit can be done without edification. And if they are done without edification, you really have not done what God wants to do. Because do not forget there are differences of administrations, but the same law, the Lord Jesus, who is the shepherd of the cloud. Meaning in the in the church of the Lord Jesus, the house of the living God, God wants needs to be met supernaturally. That is why He placed offices in the church. By offices, I mean that is why He placed ministries in the church. It is in God's intent. It was by God's desire that He actually placed offices by which needs could be met supernaturally in the church. That is why, remember, very very importantly, Ephesians four and from this Ephesians four go there. Ephesians four i don't want to just quote this but Ephesians 4 Ephesians four. pay attention from verse uh i'm trying to look at where it says Proverbs 8. Ephesians from verse 8 it says what it says when you're set up when i elect captivity captive and give gifts unto men right and when we explain this particular portion in, in uh, series on the book of Ephesians, I explained that what a better way to put this verse is that he gave gifts as men. But that still, the, those gifts are offices that he gave. He didn't necessarily give men. He gave offices that men, can, that men who have the spirit can occupy. And what are the offices he gave? He gave what? He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfection of the saints. So listen, Jesus gave those offices to an end that's the way you need to see it Jesus based on his resurrection from the dead, gave those offices and those offices you must understand are fundamentally operations. that's what they are I've this to you guys before that all of the words that was used for ministry gifts are actually active words there are things that are done a prophet for example a prophet prophesies an apostle does the work an apostle is sent jesus and someone that is sent an evangelist goes out to preach a pastor shepherds the poor a teacher teaches so it is clear there is no there is no uh, ministry gift. That's actually what you are. It is actually what you do. And one of these days, hopefully soon enough, we are going to do an explanation on the ministry gift. So better expand about this today because you know sometimes people just call themselves all manner of things just because it's the rainy thing. Don't call yourself. Don't you, know, you like to call yourself something? No, that's not how you know. The, the reality of it is, this. you can call yourself whatever. If you're not this, you're not it. It's not by name. It's not a version of faith. It's what you do, and we see. If you go to get a teacher, but you don't say anybody, it's going to be obvious. It's not that simple. If you're a teacher, you don't need to change out by a teacher. People will say by themselves Ah, oh, this person was called this person is called to teach. If you're a pastor, you don't need to shout I'm a pastor. People will do it. It doesn't matter if you create, if you do a flyer and you put prophet, apostle, them whatever on your name. If you are not doing the work, you're not it. It's not my name. And that's reality. And if people are you need to understand this, see, I would rather be identified as something by God than be identified by something else according to the world. That it doesn't matter if all you put in your name, all you put on your flyer is your first name and last name. And if God regards an apostle, to an apostle, an apost- an apost- and that's really what matters. That's the opinion that matters. It's not my name, don't put particular t-shirt and call yourself that. That's how it works, all right? But then that's just by the way, okay? Pay attention to that in Ephesians 4, referring to the ministry, what Jesus did was he gave gifts unto men. What are those gifts that he gave? Offices, apostles, evangelists, pastors, prophets, teachers, and he gave those deeds to an end that they would perfect the same for the work of ministry. So back to first Corinthians 12 now. First Corinthians 12, referring to administrations, offices, ministries, really. because the word um uh, administrations there is a big word diaconia, and it's actually a word that is all oftentimes used in the scripture for ministry. Right, ministry. So when it says differences of administrations but the same they trying to tell me that just like what you saw in Ephesians 4, Jesus, who is the Lord, all right, who is the Lord of the church, actually gave his ministries in church for them to meet needs supernaturally. And how do they meet those needs supernaturally? By the gifts of the Spirit. So when you want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, don't talk about them outside the ministries or means by which needs are met. Don't talk about them outside. They are one and the same. So needs are met in the church. How? By the gifts of the spirits. So the gifts of the spirit are actually not an end. They are a means. They are a means by which the ministries do their work, church. Now forget that I know you might have been to think, oh, does that not mean oh in the church, all of us are ministry gifts? Mm-hmm. Don't go that far. Calm down. Don't forget I said that when you see ministry, you don't always refer to ministry gifts. The ministry or a ministry or service just refers to a means by which need is met in the church simple means by which need is met in the church and i mean probably what this is we're going to do a much more exhaustive commentary of first Corinthians 12 to the end but right now my focus is primarily first questions 12 from the beginning to like about verse 11 but soon enough i'm going to do an entire commentary of first Corinthians 12 down to the end All right. but now pay attention i'm i'm i'm, I'm going forward that to so show you further that the context of Paul's discussion of the gifts of the spirit was as regards meeting him. Do you realize that after he was born in 1 Corinthians 12, he goes to 1 Corinthians 13 and begins to talk about the importance of love? Why? Because you see, it is love that will drive you to do the things of the spirit to the end that your brother is in fact. That's the reality. It is love that will make you do the things of the spirit to the end of the just. And now, notice the examples that Paul used. He says, even if I speak of the tongues of men, and of angels, it was addressing speaking in tongues, for example. Now it's not it's not like there's not a thing as the tongue of angels, because every time when angels spoke in scriptures, they never spoke a language that people did not understand. Angels only have to speak in your language for you to get it simple. There's no special thing of angels because I've heard people also try to you know come up with funny, funny, you know. people can just be very funny, try to bring out wherever there's no real and say, Oh, there's such a thing as tongues of angels, even if there was why does this thing matter to you? You can't speak it, <laughs> the angels are speaking. And doesn't really matter anything to you. Again, the the they are your servants. They have to listen to your word and they have to do whatever it is you see. So it doesn't mean they are tongues of angels, it doesn't apply to you. But that's by the way, anyways. Now, look at what it says there. Even if you speak of the tongues of men and of angels, all right, but you do not have love, it profits you nothing. So what Paul is doing there, letting you know, even if you can do all of the deeds of the Spirit, but you do not have love, which can cause you to cut. It it's again, it is rubbish. Look at that. I know this rubbish. And that's says, even though. Work all miracles, and I understand all mysteries, and yet I have not law. promises me nothing. So Paul was trying to do in First Corinthians thirteen. What he was trying to do was better to make you see how needs are actually met in the church. That love's what drives us to edification. And that's why he now in that First Corinthians fourteen, and now begins to he now begins to you know put priority on interpretation of tongues and prophesying the church above just speaking the tongue. Why? Because there is only one of them that leads to edification. It's only when you interpret your tongue, for example, that people can be edified in the church. It's only when you prophesy that people can be edified in the church. So you let you see that 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 is actually one single line of thought, Which is what? Need being met in the church. And how are those needs met? By the things of the Spirit. So don't always say the things of the Spirit as, or the gifts of the Spirit as an end in themselves. Rather, they are, they are a means to an end to see that a particular need is met. So when somebody comes to meet me, for example, all right, and I don't know what exactly the issue is that the person, is, I'm not going to now say, mm, I want to give this person word of knowledge now. So now I'm going to pray in tongues and then I'll give the person word of knowledge. No, at that point in time, what mattered more was you, and not the person, because it mattered more to you that you gave a word of knowledge than that the person was blessed. And that's where it gets wrong. Where, what should actually matter when you come across the person is, I want to meet your need at the power of the Holy Ghost, and whatever this is needed. To meet that need, so at that point in time, when you met that need, that was actually ministry. That ministry, Just met, so let's say, for example, if he comes to meet you in church, all right, and then say pray together, for example, and then you pray, you pray with God, and then by by the leading of God's grace, you saw a particular health issue in the family, and then you prayed concerning that health issue, and then you also saw that a dad, you know, um, needed a job, and then you pray for that job. And then she, the issue was healed, and then at that got the job, and that's that. Now at that point in time, that was ministry, and it is it is in God's will and interest that such a thing exists in the church. So that is a difference of administration, a ministry in the church, because you just met a ministry. However, how did that ministry come to be? it is god who works all in you know so different gifts were working in that operation of ministry so in that operation of ministry that you did towards that sister you had word of knowledge by which you know of course you knew about it very likely you agreed the word of reason like you to cancel out then you would have of course prayed for him for whoever it was and needed the healing and the was healed. and lastly you did there was a working of a miracle because you spoke on that finances and things began to happen supernaturally So in that simple supply of ministry to meet a need, we can see at least four different operations of gifts. So that is actually what it means when he says he works all in all. In other words, he is working gifts in ministry. So every time when I stand to meet a need in the church, that is me actually doing ministry. And for every ministry I do, there is a supernatural enablement, which is via what? The gifts of the Spirit the gifts of the spirit. So, the way I want, to, I want to entire view, because you see, the moment you get in this way, it changes your perspective in the view of the spirit, and then you need to do them more continuously. So, the, the day you are going to pay the word of God, chances are you will not even pay attention that You are trying to get the word of God. You don't want to bless the person. You really, Notice, throw the book This now explains why people could have been taken from somebody to heal somebody. Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what you want. What matters more is the need. The need is what causes the gifts to show up. So if at the end of the day you are sick in your body and I put the front on you, all right, you will be healed. And so the gift of healing would have been displayed. But if that same was given to, for example, somebody who was lame, all right, or I'm just thinking of something that's doing with the working of miracle, that miracle still happened different from the gift of healing. Why? Because at the end of the day. The, it is not about a gift in the, in the uh, mantle or whatever, no, it is about the fact that that mantle represents the flow of ministry from wherever the mantle was taken from for other people But whenever that particular mantle now touches any of them, what happens is the need, if they have, brings forth a particular gift towards their direction. That's what you need to see people understood this, it would affect both the person receiving and the person giving. Why? Because what that means is, when I'm in the church and I want to have my needs met in the church, I must. I will never recognize that whatever brother or sister I need, I cannot get support. They have the Holy Ghost. Once they supply the Holy Ghost in my direction, my need will elicit a particular gift to me. So it doesn't even matter whether they know my problem or they don't know my problem. Let them just supply the spirit. If they supply the spirit in my direction, my need will be there. Because the spirit will now specifically give that which is needed in my own direction. That's it. Now let me show you something very important. Go to Galatians 3. I'm rounding up with this. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Look at verse 5. And please pay attention. He says, He that ministers the spirits, he that ministers to you the spirits and worketh miracles among you. He says, Doeth it if by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Look at what he calls a flow of the gifts of the spirit in the church. He says, He that ministers the spirit or that doeth miracles, but notice the word, he that ministreth the spirit. So, meaning, whatever we see a an expression of the gifts of the Spirit in the church. What we actually have is a what is a ministry of the Spirit, not necessarily a ministry of the gifts of the Spirit, because they are two different things. So it is not the gifts really that matters. It is ministry of the Spirit. The ministry of the Spirit, so toward the need, will cause whatever gifts is needed to so. flow. Now, interestingly, the word ministry here is not the same word just for ministry in other places of Scripture. As I before, the word is for ministry generally scripture is diaconia. The word used here is Pico-rigio. And I'm not going to you know, spell that because it's not necessary But you know do this particular word was used? In Philippians 1 and verse 19. Go there. Philippians 1 and verse 19. Philippians 1 and verse 19. All over to God. Philippians 1 and verse 19. It says, For I know that this shall come to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He said, I know that this shall turn unto my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Christ. And what what's there is video Now, notice that Paul here was speaking about a supernatural deliverance from prison. Actually, that's what he was speaking about in Philippians 1 and verse 19. He was trying to say that I'm, I am assured that by your prayer, I will be supernaturally delivered from prison by your supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And what would your supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ be? as the so he expected he was confident in the fact that when these people pray, they will supply the spirit of God or spirit of Christ in my direction. Now pay attention that he didn't say, um, that so that there will be a working of miracle. No, 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 he said your supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ will lead to my deliverance from prison. Of course, we know that for all to be delivered from prison, clearly there would have to be a working of miracle does not how to see in Acts 12. It was the working of miracles that delivered him from prison. All right, all of the times when some people deliver him from prison, it's via the working of miracles. Very clear, but notice that what Paul called it was a supply of the spirit of Christ because, at the end of it, what it really is, whenever you see a gift of the spirit in operation, what it really is is the supply or this, yeah, it's basically the supply of the spirit of Christ, it's the supply of the spirit. Administration of the spirits. That's what you're doing. You're just ministering the spirits. You're not trying to minister it. Even though, because of the ministry of the spirits, a gift will show what you are actually doing fundamentally is ministering the spirits to that need. But based on whatever need it, as the Spirit of God moves towards that need, the gift needed to fix that need will show. Will show. Will show. So what do you do whenever you come across a person? You want to bless them. Supply the Spirit. Supply the Spirit. Supply the Spirit. And that's the reason why we are very loud of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Because sometimes I'm not, that is the window through which you become a lot more open to the flow of the Spirit. You don't supply the Spirit. You speak in tongues. Supply the Spirit. What be? you should, we, what should be more particular about, let me supply the Spirit towards this need. When you supply the Spirit towards the need, any, any gifts that is needed to meet this person's need will show up. Because you need to understand your eye can be seated. you. You can make that somebody and be thinking what this person needs is actually at this one. He just needs a word of counsel, a word of wisdom. And there is something going on in the person's heart that you need to find out by a word of knowledge. But if you judge by your eyes, you just think of this person is the word of wisdom, and then you'll be talking about the word of wisdom. And chances are you will actually give the person a word of wisdom, but really would not have met the need, which is ministry. No. But if what you did was to supply the spirit, what supplying the spirit will do is that it will cause every gift needed for that particular need to be met to show up on the scene. And so, at the end of the day, you would have met the best need and thus effectively doing ministry. So, what I tell all of these things to so let you see that the point of the gifts of the spirit is simple, one thing: ministry. And ministry here is not fivefold ministry gifts. No, ministry here is meeting needs within the church. Meeting needs within the church, simple. Simple. Now back to First Corinthians, First Corinthians to the twelve. Man, time is long gone. First Corinthians the twelve. Um. Okay, I'm not gonna say this, and I'll wrap up here. All right. In verse seven, apart I've talking about diversity of gift, the, the same spirit, the, the, the same Lord, and the kind of the operations but it's the same God who work it all. You know. Now, pay attention to the next verse, because this actually changes a whole lot in first Corinthians 2. In fact, I dare say that the primary reason why people make mistakes on the 1 Corinthians is this simple thing. It is this, look at that verse, verse, um, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. Now, you know, I've always told you again and again that you must always try to check the Greek Concordance, alright, or the lexicon as well. were. To so understand the words that were used, all right, and that's because as I told you before, people, human beings like you, translated this Bible, all right. They translated the Bible, and a lot of times, what they actually did was in the, the what they actually did was to give their own interpretation, which was not always bad yeah? in a lot of cases, but in some cases, it affected the real meaning of those verses. And so, what you have to do times is to consult those reference in Greek. Have a better understanding of those words, all right, so that it gives you better context. For example, this place where it says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to put it without. Here is where it gets interesting. You see, the word every man in the Greek is actually the word "ekastos," H-E-K-A S-E-O-S. And actually, it is not a word specific to man. In fact, what the word is more akin to is every not man. In other words, when you check the originals, man is actually not there. And it's as small as this thing is. It is actually the primary barrier to people's proper understanding of 1st Corinthians twelve. Why? Because for every time when people look at 1st Corinthians 12, they look at it as for people, not as for ministries. offices. So anytime they are talking about a gift, they are thinking of at a gift to a person. At, what is your actually thinking about is a gift to ministry, a gift to ministry. So when he says, for, but by the spiritual spirit is given to everyone, look at the context we've been coming from so far. So far, our context is, for you to see a gift in display, it is only in display because there is a ministry in operation. By ministry in operation, I mean there is a need being served, or there is a need being met. And because of that need being met, what happens? A gift shows up. A spiritual gift shows up on the scene because a need is being met in the church. That's it. So now, when you now move, so you already see the diversities of gifts, the same spirit. The diversities of admission, the same love. The diversities of operations. and what are those operations? It is God working gifts as the ministries are being expressed or as needs are being met in the church. He now goes to the next verse. But the manifestation, apocalypse, the uncovering of the spirits, the expression of the spirits is given to every. Remove man. Forget man. It was not right there in the originals. Go ahead and check it yourself so it don't, doesn't look like I'm just telling you something. Go ahead and check it yourself. So, look at it this way. But the manifestation or the expression or the uncovering of the Spirit is given to every for the profit of all, every word, every ministry. Do not forget the context so far. Whenever we see a gift, what we actually see is ministry. Whenever we see the expression of a gift, a gift is not just expressed on its own. No. A gift is always expressed so that a need can be met in the church, which is what? Ministry. So, don't see a gift Outside ministry, a gift a ministry is actually what makes the gift meaningful. Without you trying to meet the need, the gift is just there and it's useless. Actually, is it is because you are trying to meet the need that makes the gift worthwhile because you are trying to do ministry, then the gift has a means for expression. So whenever we see an expression of the gifts or an expression of the of the gifts of the Spirit, what we actually might not be seeing, but which is always present in the background, is the need is actually being met. That's why there is the gift of the in the first place, because there is a need, there is actually a need being met. So whenever we speak of the uncovering, or the manifestation of the spirit what it actually is about is the meeting of the in the church and so when he says what well, the manifestation of the spirit is given to every removed man and i've explained why already according to context the manifestation of the spirit is given to every ministry for the profit of all that will now make sense because don't forget things for the profit of all profiting in the church is what needs being made education so, it says, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every ministry in the church, every means by which needs are met in the church, for the profit of who? For the profit of all. But still, let me just round this up now because time is going. So, wherever you see a gift being expressed in the church, there will always be a concomitant need being met, which is actually what ministry is doing. So, whenever you see a gift expressed, what is actually underlying that gift or that expression of a gift is actually a ministry being done. Every time when a gift is expressed, just know it this way: gift is not even for ministry; they are one and the same. Because unless there is a need to be met, a gift is done. The only means by which a gift is expressed is that there is a need being met, which is ministry. All right. And so, whenever you see manifestation of the spirits, what you are actually seeing is ministry being done. That's it. So when he says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man for the profit of all, don't use man there. Use ministry. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to, because at that point in time, the, the, the word every man is actually just one word in the Greek a castles. It means every. So the context determines what the every is. It could be every gift, it could be every ministry, it could be every spirit, it could be every whatever. But when you know what the every is referring to is by the context. The manifestation of the Spirit is given don't forget, I said when we see manifestation of the Spirit, Spirits or manifestation of the gift of the spirits, what you actually see underlying that, that is what is a ministry being done, a need being made service being done in the church. So when he says the manifestation of the spirit is given to every for the profit of all, what he's just saying is, see, God has decided, or Jesus has decided, the spirit of God has decided that the manifestation of the spirits is for every ministry, so as to do what so that everybody can profit. That is the profit of all the profit of all is what edification. So, what Paul is actually doing here in First Corinthians 12 is to merge the idea because don't forget this church was already flowing the gifts of the spirit. Their problem was not on unaw- or was not them being unaware of the gifts of the Spirit. they were already aware from first Corinthians 1, verse 4 to 7. They were doing it already. So their problem was not that they were not aware of it, their problem was that they did not see the gifts within the context of ministry. That was why they were doing it with selfish reasons. That was why they were not trying to edify themselves in the church. What Paul now has to do was to reorient their minds to ensure that they see that the actual purpose of gifts in the church is that needs are met, not just for personal preservation, not just to make themselves feel good, not just to make themselves feel like, oh, I'm a name of God. No. But rather so that whenever they want to express gifts in the church, the purpose for expressing that gift would be that needs are met, which is ministry so paul lets them say that see the primary purpose that god actually gives you these gifts in the church is actually so that needs can be met so whenever you are talking about um, the expression of the things of the spirits or the of the gifts of the spirits what must be at the back of your mind is actually a ministry towards the saints or supplying their needs supernaturally by you doing that is you now expressing the gift that was why i said the manifestation of the spirit is given to every ministry or every means by which many, um, every means by which need can be met in the church supernaturally for the profit of all Simple. I'm going to advise you to please listen to the last week's teaching, right? Then listen to this teaching. Sit down, analyze. The primary problem with people understanding first Corinthians 12 is that they always see man. And the only place where man was used in first Corinthians was actually where it says no man is speaking by the spirit of God because just a cause. So, and even in that place, you really you understand that it wasn't referring to man, it was just saying nobody speaking by the spirit of God. So the problem with most people is this is that whenever they see the gifts of the spirit, they think it has nothing to do with the person. No, it has nothing to do with the person that is doing it, it has nothing to do with the ministry that is being done. So it is not about the person. So that's why we keep asking the wrong question. We keep asking people, do you have this gift? Do you not have this gift? Because we've always seen the gifts based on the person. That God gave this person this one. God gave this person this one. So that's why we always ask the question, do you have this one? Whereas in the real sense, what Paul is actually trying to say? For every ministry, there is a supernatural supply of gifts. So the question we actually ask people is this. Have you been able to stand in this particular ministry to supply? Because if you try to supply in that ministry, you will meet a need supernaturally. So the question should not be, um, do you have gift of healing? No. The question rather should be, have you tried to minister to, a, to a, a sick person before? Because if you try to minister to a sick person, what you're actually doing is opening up yourself for the possibility of the flow of the gift of healing. That's what So that's, so we need to change the way we ask our question. Our question should not be, um, have you prophesied before? Brother, have you been in a situation where you needed to meet somebody's need by prophecy? Because if you put yourself in that situation, because the spirit of God wants that need to be met, that particular gift to show up on the scene. So we need to shift our gifts from being people-oriented to being ministry-oriented. When we talk about the gift of the spirit, it's not so much the person as it is the gift. So this will now change your mind to so how you play the gift of the spirit. So don't be scared about a healing. Don't be scared about the working of miracle. What should be more important? What the way you should see it is: see. there are two things involved here. Number one, there is a need to be met. Number two, God wants to meet this need. Lastly, I'm just a vessel. So the reality of it is: it's not about what I have or what I don't have. It's about what God wants to do to this person, and I'm just a channel by which that need to be met. So whenever I stand in front of people, all right, stand in front of people, for example, on wheelchairs, who on stretchers, and really healing. It is not about what gifts do I have, no. It's about what gift is needed because God wants to meet this need. Since God wants to meet this need, I stand as a channel, which is what? Ministry towards them. But in the real sense of it, because God wants their needs to be met, I stand as a channel, supply the spirits, the spirit gets to them, based on their need, the gift shows up on the scene, which is what? The gift of healing. And every single one of them gets up on their feet and their need. Glory to Jesus. Thank you for listening. We're sure that it was an amazing time. For questions and inquiries, reach out to us on at gmail.com. We call you blessed.